Welcome to the B2B Podcast Stories brought to you by GHM Marketing. Our guest today is Keith Griggs, the dynamic podcast host of the Entrepreneurial Lab podcast and a seasoned strategic growth consultant and fractional CFO. With a passion for empowering the entrepreneurs, Keith is dedicated to guiding businesses towards scalable success through strong financial insights and data-driven strategies. Today, expect to learn the power of podcasting in creating organic traffic and authentic connections. Explore the value of repurposing content by starting with video and converting it into audio for distribution. Discover how Keith uses TikTok's strategy, exploring the trial and error process and the significance of strong hooks, emphasizing the first few seconds impact on viewer engagement. Before we begin, please remember to subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. It really helps the show and we're going to keep bringing you amazing guests and stories about all the different ways of podcasting. And with that, here's Keith Griggs. Keith, you have a podcast on financial freedom. Please tell us the story of the Entrepreneurial Lab Show. The idea of it, first idea of having a show started when I read the book Traffic Secrets by Russell Brunson. Uh, I read two of his previous books and uh, I found them really useful. And this particular one was about how to get traffic, how to get your, your face out there, um, more exposure, get more people to see you on, on the internet to sort of come into, you know, the, the lower levels of, of my funnel. So it just made a lot of sense. I mean, at first, I suppose I had a bit of resistance to, I thought, me, have a show. You know, I'd never really done anything like that. But anyway, so that was an idea I had, and then I sort of put it to one side for a bit, for, I don't know, a few years. Then I happened to see, come across a blog post by Gary V. I don't even remember how it sort of, how I came across it, because I don't normally, or those days, I didn't normally follow his stuff. But it was about creating content, and it said, don't worry about creating content just basically document what you do <laughs> so um in other words it doesn't have to be super perfect you don't have this incredible message for the world or anything you just have to basically talk about your life and what you're doing and what you're getting up to so that sort of gave me a bit more confidence that it didn't have to be perfect and then I thought well the easiest way of creating content surely is just to sort of start talking to people and having discussions and especially interviewing other people and finding out about what they do and so on and uh so i so i just found someone uh on linkedin that I, he sounded quite interesting he seemed to be doing have some success in internet marketing and he had his own show so i just messaged him and asked him if he wanted to come on my show and uh that was the start of my podcast That's pretty cool. I like the learning here. I like the fact that to start a podcast, it doesn't need to be perfect. What you need is just wanting to do a podcast and wanting to give value to the to the world. Sounds a bit sounds a bit dramatic, but it, it literally is, right? And uh, I like I like this um, this advice from Gary Vee. It's literally actually that's what we that's how we started with Sam as well. Our very first podcast is just documenting our learning in a niche in finance in corporate treasury, and like documenting your life can just be the whole podcast. And then you start interviewing people about the very topics you document and you like get insights and you provide value and you give access to those guests and audience, but you also give the audience access to an amazing guest. And it's like win, win, win. I like that a lot. So you wanted to create traffic. So usually the, the way the way we work in this, uh, in this, 
episodes, Kisid. Uh, we talk about the podcast, the business, how to link uh, the two together. I feel here is going to be very interdependent, so we can we can talk about both at the same time. We say create traffic. Why why did you want to create traffic uh, to in the first place? Well, I was basically trying to make money on the internet, and you know all my experience to date, all my knowledge, and provide uh, you know service. I can help people. I can show people what I know how to do and I can do things for them. So I, I, know, I know that I can help a lot of people. But difficulty is it's no use me knowing all this stuff, sitting at home, not connecting with people. I need to get the word out. Obviously, you know, you could spend a fortune in ads, but uh, it seemed a much better idea just to get organic traffic by uh, talking to people and also as well as communicating my knowledge and expertise also gets people get a, a bit of a sense of me and my personality you know do they want to work with me or not so so that was part of it as well i like that and the fact that you point out ad stuff uh that's so true and it works i mean ads can work right uh when you get in the the backstages of it, you understand that most of the companies actually lose money in ads, Facebook ads, LinkedIn ads, Google ads, whatever, because it needs to be done uh, properly, but also with a certain strategy in place, right? And at the end of the day, now lots of people do it. The, the advantage of podcasts is that you actually get to link with people in your industry, have authentic conversations, create value for an audience organically for free. You can repurpose all that content, get even more content. You have a pretty decent TikTok in place, Kiss. We're going come to come to it in a, in a second. But like with a podcast, you create genuinely good and valuable content out there for free, allowing you to develop your brand. And then down from that, when once you had one touch point, two touch points with somebody who doesn't know you in the first place, but ends up knowing you, and then they listen to an episode and then they go on your website, You've provided them so much value even before they got on your website that this is how you actually get sell because that's how it works. People buy from people, not from companies, and ads works less well in that sense. Creating traffic. How so how did the podcast achieve that for you, Keith? Get us into the, the nitty-gritty. Like you connected with people in the industry, you got it uh, distributed on different platforms. How did that work out work out for you? So yeah, I put my uh, I the idea was to repurpose it. So I put it on. So I thought I would. Some people just do an audio podcast, or and some people just do a blog or blog where they talk to people. But I thought I'll start with video, and then I can repurpose that as audio and transcribe it as well if I wanted. So that seemed to be the best way of doing it. So I put it on YouTube, Facebook, and then I put it on my website as well. Uh, actually, they were probably the only three players. Oh, and also I put it on Anchor.fm, which distributed it to all the podcast uh, aggregators and iPhone podcasts and so on. So uh, that's been taken over by Spotify now. So I, I got it out on, on many places. So I think it just helps in general with my personal brand. Uh, and people sort of, they might see me, for example, might come across me on YouTube, then they might sort of come across me or... Maybe they prefer to consume their contents by audio, so then they might sort of look me up on podcast or, or something like that. So I can't, it's not like become 
like in the top 10 podcasts or anything. So I can't say I've, I've had a lot of people I know specifically came from doing this. It's more a case of just getting getting myself out there. And the other aspect of it is there will be some bits which will be best quality than others. And those bits which are all, there could be some bits which are more viral and more interesting. And those bits then I can actually clip and I can put ad spins behind that as well. So that's another idea that uh, I'm going to do in the future. Very cool. Very cool. Makes and makes sense, right? That that's the that's the proper strategy that needs to be put in place in order to use your content to the best uh, to the best of their uh, of their ability. So, Kit, when it comes to actually what you're proposing, because so um, if I look at, at TikTok, your name is uh, the UK CFO. If I scroll to the different episodes of um, of your podcast, you're talking to a lot of people about how to achieve financial freedom. And I feel there is a lot of not real estate management, but more like short term renting and this kind of kind of way to achieve financial freedom. What's what do you talk about on your podcast? Who do you interview and what do you actually talk about? Okay, so this has changed a bit over the evolution of the podcast. So when it started out, I was more involved in sort of making money on the Internet in different ways because I've been starting my own Internet businesses, making money for myself and also trying to communicate this and help other people do that. So it started off as a sort of internet marketing show and I'd always sort of grill people about how they did their marketing. Then at some point I got into, well, I've been in property for many years. So then I thought, let's start uh, talking about property uh, with various property uh, experts and, and enhance my, my personal ground in that area as well. So I think I did about four or five in that area, which was very interesting. And But more recently, I've sort of well more recently in the last year or two I've gone back into the world of accountancy which is where I started because I trained as a chartered accountant at Deloitte and I worked in industry as a uh, financial controller and uh, chief financial officer for large companies so I've decided this is the this is sort of the best way I can help people by putting that all that knowledge together with my internet marketing knowledge to promote myself so I can be a fractional CFO where I can help uh, small businesses who can hire me part-time and so on. So this is where I want to go forward. So, But on the other hand, I've, I've, I've listened to a lot of these sort of CFO-type podcasts and a lot of them seem quite boring because they're really uh, just about people's careers and they seem very promotional. So I think it's got to be about business. It's about to, got to be about how to make money, how to grow your business, how to maybe acquire businesses, how to sell businesses, how to keep a handle on, on the numbers and so on. Because a lot of people don't really have a have a clue about their numbers. They just uh, download the bank statements and have a gut feeling that things are going okay. But they may not be if, if you don't measure it. I like that. I like that there is like the, the Keith branding. Like it's not just about property it's not just about being a fractional cfo it's not just about entrepreneurship or selling a business it's not just about uh, financial freedom it's a bit of a there is a recurring theme which seems to be money obviously and it's just like you bring your own touch um, on each of those topics and you educate and inspire people in that in that very in that very angle that you have which is touching upon those several niches right and as you said there is an evolution which is also very interesting right one of our first show with Usam as well, where like we started, it was just him and I, 
it was him asking me questions. I was just like talking about the basics of corporate finance. And then six months in, we start interviewing people and uh, we interview people who know so much and have like such an interesting knowledge. So we have to step up our game and like ask relevant questions whilst maintaining the one-on-one aspect of our podcast. So I like that there is an evolution and it's a living thing, right? A podcast It's like, it's literally you grow with it. It grows with you. And uh, in order to always renew, always propose good and creative content, you also sometimes need to rethink a bit what you propose and how you propose it. Love that a lot. But so tell us a bit more about your business then, Keith. What, what do you do and how do you help people in your services? Okay. So a lot of SMEs, they grew from when they were a lot smaller. When they were a lot smaller, maybe it was just a one-man band or a few people, and they didn't really bother with accounts. Maybe they just uh, downloaded the bank statement into zero every month. Uh, maybe they didn't really understand or focus on the PL and sheet. Uh, and then as they grew, they didn't really, you know, <laughs> a lot of business owners obviously try and save money. It's very important. But they, um, when they save money, and also they look at accounting as an overhead because it doesn't directly make them more money. So people have different, have different, yeah, ideas about the value of accounting services. And also, so there's, they, they think it's, in most people, they think in terms of a bookkeeper who do basically just, deals with the day-to-day sort of downloading bank statements, paying people, doing the sort of bare minimum at a sort of low level. And then once a year, they take it to their accountant as such who files the company returns and tax returns. And they're not really big enough to have a sort of proper full-time accountant working for them. So, but as they, and a lot of them grow towards a stage where they do need or that expertise would be extremely useful, but they sort of carry on uh, just with a bookkeeper because they, you don't know what, what you don't know type thing. So what I do is, this is sort of the same thing I was doing when I was working, f- when I was CFO for a 30 million or 50 million turnover company, which I make sure that there's a proper monthly reporting pack, which correctly shows their accounting position for the month, how much money they've earned in a month. And the reason most people or many people don't know that because they don't do a proper cutoff. They have timing differences. They have sales in February and cost of sales in January, and they don't match them off. So if you look at their 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 PL in zero, it can go all over the place, and that's just because of timing differences. So an important thing that most people need to do is to do a proper cutoff every month and think, well, this money I spent, you know, which month does it match against the um, sales and two journals to, to put it in the correct month? So that's the part of what I want to do. And the other part is normally in zero, you just get all these numbers, which people I don't really understand. Or there's so many numbers, they don't know which are the important ones apart from the bank balance. So what I, I do is I, I track various uh, KPIs in graph format, which mm-hmm. the most, the big four are sales, GP percentage and expenses. Because those three together give you your net profit. And then the other one is cash. Uh, and that's to do with keeping things liquid and keeping your the wealth that's stored in the assets of your company down into, into cash. So the four figures that I track and also compare them against last year, also against budgets and forecasts. So by doing that and putting all in graph format and doing various other ratios, it helps you really get a handle what's going on with your business. 
you're not only doing podcasts when it comes to creating content around this place, Keith. I've seen you on, was it what, CNN? Is it on uh, Sky? Wait, let me, let me see. BBC, sorry, Sky News. Well, Sky News, yeah. And the B BBC once as well, yeah. You have a pretty good TikTok going on. We'll put the we'll put the link in the description. So you have a very broad content strategy, which is amazing, and which we don't see enough in this space, I think. So we are more on our first podcast. We're more into the corporate treasury, so like $1 billion plus uh, companies. But like even in small companies, people are excellent at doing the job, but they do not advertise it. You clearly have nailed how to advocate and like advertise what you do and how you do it. So what what is this? Like is appearing on Sky News, BBC, having a proper TikTok channel all part of this content strategy to create traffic? What's the what's the intention behind it? Well, getting on Sky News is was sort of luck more than anything. Okay. <laughs> they just uh phoned me up at a bit of pub publicity. Uh first I was in the papers in the Times and then uh it got picked up by BBC and then, and then Sky News. That that's been fantastic for my reputation and brand. And then TikTok was yes, so the idea of yes, doing shows. Now the shows I was I was doing, the podcasts, it was more me talking, me asking other people things, like you're asking me. So more I was enhancing their brand rather than actually my own, because I was just the interviewer. So that's where I realized that I had to actually produce content talking about my area of expertise. So then I started with this CFO channel. Originally, it started, I started um, talking about tax. I was working with other tax uh, accountants, uh, and I still am, because I, I felt this was a, a massive area where people, people can save a lot of money if they structure their affairs uh, properly in a more tax-efficient way, especially property investors. So that's where I think when I first started my TikTok channel, then I moved into just uh, helping uh, small business owners by talking about how to, well, not only the actual accounts, how to do accounting properly, but more about how to ha make your business more healthy, how to grow, how to decrease costs, how to reduce risk and that sort of thing. You know, I love that the most viewed a video on TikTok has reached like a million six hundred thousand views. Like, guys, go and check it out. It's like it's UK CFO, simple as that. Five letters. The most viewed video ever has one million six hundred thousand, and you explain how not to give a HMRC. So it's like Her Majesty Magnificent Custom for the people listening us outside of the of the UK. It's basically the the tax institute, right in the in the UK how not to give them a good reason to investigate you. So I love that hook. We, <laughs> we are really strong in all the content repurposing we do for ourselves and our clients. On social media, especially on short form content, probably the most important thing is the hook. Like what's the first three seconds of your video? Because from that, people are gonna be like either swiping or either like, oh, I need to, I'm hooked. I need, to, I need to look this video. I need to watch it. I need to understand what's in it. The hook in this one is, uh, do not give HMRC a red flag to investigate you. <laughs> so is that is that part of your strategy, Keith? Do you do that willingly or are you just, uh, which which would be fine, by the way, but is it, you seem to have nailed the code of TikTok. How do you nail those codes when you make the link with podcasts? Like, what's your take on it? Okay, so 
A strong hook is very important. And as you say, the first few seconds is vital. I mean, I know when I'm looking or scrolling through TikTok, they're, they're literally, yeah, the first one or two seconds, that's as long as they've got to, to get me interested. And also, if I, if, you look at, if I look at the analytics, you can see the graph in the first few seconds, it normally sort of plummets <laughs> straight down as you see people scrolling away. So a strong hook's essential, uh, one based on curiosity or... In this case, I suppose fear, it's evoking the idea, oh, yes, the HMRC are after you, they're coming to get you, you know, what can you do about it type thing. Even if people are obviously a master majority are totally innocent and, you know, haven't done anything wrong, but there's still a, like an element of, oh, my God, it, you know, they come after me. <laughs> yeah, it is. But I think it's trial and error because of, I have tried many times to have a, you know, to replicate that success, but I haven't. But that particular one did. And I think also I know the reason for that is to do with the algorithm is the number of comments. And that one got a massive amount of comments. And if you read through, the reason is because people are making always, <laughs> they make the same joke over and over, which is, oh, I'm not worried about that. I don't pay any tax. I'm a conservative MP. <laughs> Even better. Yeah. So I just hit, hit, hit gold with that one, really. But so I love that. Let's let's spend a bit of time on it, uh, Keith. Let me let me pick your brain on uh, on TikTok, because one of the main thing we advocate for in podcasting is like you can actually generate leads with it. the The podcast content is just a content repurposing machine, and if done properly with the right system, you can generate leads for your business. On top of having all the nice qualitative benefits, right? On top of having the nice branding, the connection with the industry, and so on. For, for B2B podcast stories, for instance, we, we extract 90 pieces of content out of each and every episode. And we publish that on all the social media platforms. And we get in the high dozens of thousands of views across all platforms, although the podcast is only three months, because we do this with the right intention behind it, providing value and with the right system to direct that traffic towards our website where people can discover our services and opt in and so on. My point here is this wouldn't work if we wouldn't nail properly the code of each platform, right? Because we need to be able to say, okay, these snippets of less than 30 seconds that we've just extracted from the episode where Keith explains um, the four pillars of, uh, of fractional CFO for small businesses. How do we put the right hook in it? How do we make sure that it returns attention all the way through? How do we make sure even people watch it a second time to even boost the algorithm further? We need to focus on value and it's all about proper video editing, proper audio editing and picking out the right snippets, right? But just with one episode of 45, 60 minutes, let's see how long this one lasts. You can have so much nuggets of knowledge that you can post on all the social media platforms. And TikTok is exactly this. TikTok, you can provide value. There is an audience for everybody there. There is actually an interesting graph about the curve of the average age of TikTok users. And actually, yes, the, um, the 13 to 18 is the biggest, but it's like 23% of TikTok users, I think. And the rest, you have like second category, 18 to 25, 23, and then you have 25 to 35, 20, 22, something like this. It's really close to each other. So there is an audience for everybody as long as it's done right. How do you hack TikTok, Keith? That's my question to you. <laughs> I think I just put a load of stuff out there. and uh, <laughs> Quantity? Yeah. Is that it? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I can't do the perfect TikTok. If I could, I'd be, I'd be rich. But if you put enough stuff out there, some of it is going to, to take off. Uh, so I just let the algorithm sort itself out. 
And also, I mean, like 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 you mentioned, I think many people think, oh, it's only sort of teenage girls who watch TikTok type thing. I mean, that's what it can seem like sometimes. But uh, what? <laughs> but one really good uh, contact I made recently, he had a, a thirty million. He's got a thirty million turnover company, uh, and he's in his sixties. And I was sort of quite surprised he'd been watching TikTok. But actually, his company uh, has uh, has an e-commerce store. And he he himself he advertises on TikTok, so he was looking at it for, uh, for that reason. So that's how he came across me. So it's not that it should be quantity over quality, but definitely can't quantity and quality. Well, you do your best with quality, yes, but you can't guarantee to be uh, you know get a hundred percent quality every time. Yeah, and there is this uh, this interesting experiment that they that they run in uh, in the photography school where they so the the, the journey is okay. How can we get the best photographers out of this uh, out of this uh, this lesson? Uh, do you know it, Keith? Have you have you heard of it? Well, no, but I know how my niece got married a few years ago, and I saw all the photos her wedding photographer took. You know, hundreds or thousands of them. So it's the same principle. Exactly, and that's the point. And so they tell they have a group of students who they say, "Okay, guys, you can only submit one picture at the end of the year. So you can only take one. It needs to be perfect. Take the best picture you can." And to another group, they say, like, take as many pictures as you want. Like, really take as many pictures, thousands, dozens of thousands if needed. And at the end of the, at the, end of the year, what happens is that the people who have practiced for like 10,000 uh, photo taking, obviously much better and happen to produce a much better photo on average than the ones that need to take the one perfectly. And actually, they have a few others that are excellent pictures as well, because quantity and iteration and loading, I think you mentioned that curve of like, when you look at the analytics of the TikTok video, you see that people drop after three seconds. It's an excellent exercise that we do every week at GHA Marketing, literally for our content, but also our clients. We're like, okay, when did people drop? Okay, we have this shot that did 10,000 views and this shot that did 200. What's the difference? When, when did people drop? Is it because we added a special effect or is it because we didn't add a special effect? How was our hook? Uh, should we have put a B-roll here? Like putting quantity out there, but then learning from it, right? It's also about, hey, we put all that and then we need to learn from it and then focus on what works. And typically what you've done with this uh, with this 1.6 million views is typically this, the hook is perfect. And then there is genuine value in the shot because it all comes out to, to good content as well. Awesome. I, li I like that a lot. How have you seen the effects of podcasting on traffic then, Keith? Have you, have you seen any benefits for your business or actually vice versa? of like this whole content strategy and more particularly the podcast. Okay. So my podcasts up until now have been me interviewing other people. So I haven't, I think there've been one or two that got a lot more traffic than the others. So I've never been able to predict which ones uh, get more traffic than others. It is just sort of, uh, it might depend a bit on their following, but I I felt it, in terms of traffic, none of them have really got significant traffic. But I think it's good to have in the background because people go on my site, then they look at all the videos, they look at all the conversations I have with people, and they realise that, and they get a sense of me, and they realise that, you know, I'm talking to all these people, I'm a normal person, uh, it's, you know, I'm very approachable, you know, be, they get a sense of what it'd be like to pick up the phone and, and have a chat with me about the business, for example. So I think it's useful from that point of view. And what I think is more useful going forward is 
what I'm doing now is to go on other people's podcasts and also have them on my show, sort of do a swap, because uh, I'm going, you're coming on my show as well uh, quite soon. So that was going to be interesting. And then I can get a chance to, to grill you. So, <laughs> yeah, so this is a first for me. This is the first time I've been on someone else's podcast. So I think it's going to be fa it's a fantastic uh, experience for myself, just because it's uh, any time, anything you do for the first time is always good, but also be useful to get that sort of content as well I can use. So what's your advice for podcasters then, Keith? Because you're up, you're up 35 episodes, sorry, I think. So you've done, you've done quite some, and that means as many interviews, right? Which is not nothing. It's like dozens and dozens of hours with thought leaders and with people who provide genuinely good advice to, to your audience. What's the learning from it? Let's, let's maybe start simple. What's, what's the biggest challenge you've faced when doing podcasts? I don't really think, no. I mean, the only thing is it sort of takes up a bit of time. I mean, all that time that I spent doing podcasts, I could have been out, you know, doing something else. That's, that's, that's the, the main downside for me. It hasn't cost me any money as such, really, because it's all pretty much free, apart from a little, a little amount in different types of software. So, and also it's another useful thing for me has been, you know, I just had a lot of really interesting conversations because I've always picked people I thought I could learn something from and I've been sort of grilling them, finding out things. So it's in a way, it's sort of, uh, you could look at it as sort of free consultancy <laughs> for me. So it's, it's got a lot of upsides as well. No, it makes sense. And so what's, the, um, what's your advice then? Because challenges not so much which is good to hear uh, you know the first one actually telling us that there was a, there was no challenge in the podcast but so for instance if we take so the post-production is it something is it something you do yourself for instance well <laughs> i don't really do, i don't really do i mean i think i should do i think i should do i think i should do but uh but yeah normally i, I just i just upload it uh if it's and and i think i think i should do post-production uh, and I think you mentioned creating lots of snippets. So that's something I know you can do that with AI. There's uh, services that will do that automatically. So that's, yeah, definitely something I'm going to start doing. I also do have a virtual assistant in the Philippines who's uh, who's excellent and she can help with post-production uh, as well. Uh, so, yeah, so I would say if you want advice, I'd say just do it. Uh, and I think the hardest one to do is the first one because there was a bit of, I suppose, anxiety or, you know, is it going to be a disaster type thing? And then, you know, but if you just do it, I mean, there's not really very much that can go wrong, to be honest. So shout out to your VA in the Philippines then. Let me challenge a bit the the short form content uh, via AI. And I mean, for sure, it's worth a try. And we did, uh, we, did, we did a few as well. What we've seen though, so it works in the sense that it will take a whole episode. It will get you in seconds, 12 snippets, uh, we'll add pretty decent subtitles as well. Oftentimes what it does is that it puts the two cameras, right? Uh, one above and one below of the speaker and the guest, uh, of the two speakers, basically. The problem with AI in that particular aspect that we've seen is you don't really get to see good snippets. Well, again, quantity is key. So if the AI proposes you five snippets, maybe two or three will be of good moments. But then it doesn't really nail the hook. It doesn't really nail the animations. And there is no additional audio and video editing that is done via those uh, platforms. Now, it's a good 80-20. It's a good way to start doing it. Why am I pointing that out? If you can do it, if anybody can do it that easily, which is the case, there is tons and tons of content that is out there exactly similar to this. The issue with that is 
you don't differentiate anymore. So you get some content out there for sure. You get the quantity aspect, but you don't get to learn a lot and to iterate because it's just the AI doing it anyways. And on top of that, you are not competitive anymore. So it takes a bit more work actually in the short form content from podcast. And you know about it from, from TikTok, Keith, but it takes a bit of work to do a proper post-production on a podcast short to get it to have the impact you want it to have. That being said, it's worth a try. So whoever is listening to this right now, and Keith, you want to implement this right now, have a go at it because it's definitely worthwhile seeing, okay, do I get the results that I want out of it? You will get content, that's for sure. If you want to take it to the next step in the sense of getting views, getting people to react, getting people to engage, it's interesting to see how, for instance, you can do it yourself uh, as you do for TikTok. And there, there is a different touch because you know what to pick up. You know how to edit, you know how to add the, the different stuff on top of it and the proper subtitles. So it's, it's, a, it's an interesting way to see, uh, to look at it. That's it. Offering my take on, uh, on short form content from podcasting, but makes sense. Okay. So post-production makes sense. What would be your advice for podcasters, Keith? Just do it. <laughs> mind, mind elaborating on it? Um, okay. Well, just do it to get started. I suppose, I mean, you could just do one, you could just do ones you're interested in, which would be like sort of hobby type podcast, which is fine. You know, I think it's a fantastic way to spend your free time. But uh, I imagine most people might be interested in monetizing it some way. So then you have to then look at your audience who you're trying to reach and then try and uh, create content that's of interest to them. So maybe, yeah, just try and put yourself in their shoes and imagine what sort of podcasts uh, they, they listen to. And then you could speak, uh, speak to those types of people. I know for myself, when I listen to podcasts, I find it quite boring if it's just one person doing a monologue. So there's something about having two people or more that just makes it just more interesting and engaging. And probably my favourite podcasts are really where you see two people who just get on really well together, like two good friends, and they just sort of bounce off each other. And maybe they, they could together just explore a topic together, or they could uh, interview a person together. I think, I think that's a fantastic format, and I think that'd be a lot of fun as well. Yeah, 100%. That's, um, so we have a client recently who told us, guys, so they have like, they have five hosts in total for the show. And uh, they have a kind of rotation. It allows them actually to interview much more and produce much more, but also being able to say like, look, we don't need to be four hosts in, uh, in an interview. One, maximum two suffices. And so it also offers like rotation. Not everybody has to jump into a recording every week. And it allows to tap into different networks as well. Each has its personal branding, like it, it compounds on it. So it's not an addition, it's actually a multiplication. And recently what they told us is that, you know what, we, we actually, so the, the episode, the, the podcast is doing well, the episodes are doing well. We've noticed that people stick around much more, much longer, and we get much more views when it's just, when it's just the four of us, four of us. And I'm going to quote, talking shit, talking shit in the sense of like, being full bodies, talking about the topic of the very podcast and like providing value, but also being much more at ease. Uh, there is no interview format. It's most like people who know them, uh, who know each other, sorry. And there is, a, there is a huge complicity in it. And he told me, but so those episodes work much more. I was like, well, do more of them <laughs> because that's what people like to hear. So indeed, you, 
podcast is amazing to network with uh, your peers in the industry because you get to reach out to people and say, hey, come on my show rather than, hey, let's go for a coffee. It's like offering the opportunity to be seen as a thought leader, spending valuable time, providing value to the audience. So it's amazing to network and amazing to open doors. When it comes to people listening to it, sometimes it's also worthwhile just sitting down with friends and having a insightful and funny conversation about that very topic. So definitely, I like what you I like what you said here, Keith. It can be interviewing people, but it can also be being two buddies talking about a topic. As a matter of fact, that's how we started on Corporate Treasury 101. Hussam and I, we were just talking, we we're good friends, and we were talking about Corporate Treasury 101, and we had our little jokes, we our little theme that we had to uh, give a pod when we started interviewing um, big, uh, big-time people in the industry. But it's definitely worthwhile, definitely worth giving it a shot and to bounce a bit on, uh, to follow up a bit on what you said about uh, just do it, literally, like just do it. There is this amazing stat, which is 90% of podcasts don't make it past episode three. And of those who do, 90% don't make it past episode 21. So like the barrier to entry is that low. Meaning if you manage to get three episodes out, you're top 10% uh, podcast all time. And if you make it past episode 21, you're top 1% all time. That's that's crazy. So now you still need to build an audience and <laughs> make the most out of this podcast. But like, it's it's that easy. Like, it has never been as easy as it is today to start a podcast and then like keep going for more than, for 22 episodes and you have a top 1% podcast all the time. So definitely just do it. You don't need a like heavy, expensive equipment to begin with. You don't need the amazing guests. Just sit down, record a podcast, get it out there. And make the most out of it. Because if even if you just record yourself talking about XYZ topic for 30 minutes, then you can extract all those amazing information and make three TikTok videos and two shorts. And maybe you'll be as successful as Keith and get a million six hundred views, six hundred thousand views on TikTok. And if not, that's fine. Because if you do it 20 times, if you do it over and over again, eventually you get there. So I like that a lot, Keith. Just do it. And whatever format pleases you, just go for it. And you can iterate on it, right? It's just it's just an unlimited learning curve. Keith, anything we didn't touch upon in this episode that you'd like to bring to the attention of our audience? No, I think we've we've explored uh, everything I can think of at the moment anyway. Amazing. Keith, thank you so much for coming on the show. If people want to find out more about you, where should they go? Redboxfinancial.com Redboxfinancial.com We'll put the link to the website. Or they could just Google my name, Keith Griggs. That works as well. We put all the links in the description. Keith, thank you so much. Cheers. Uh, thank you too. Bye.